Blog Talk Radio. to the July 3rd episode of Rubber Guard Radio. I am your host, KZ. Um, due to a scheduling conflict, we had to reschedule the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. Um, we are going to reschedule Manny for the last Tuesday in July um, to uh, get some steam heading into the NWA Legends Fan Fest in, in Carolina in August. Um, this episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, um, wrestling DVDs, T-shirts, all kinds of different swag, uh, SoCal Pro Wrestling DVDs. I highly recommend anything from this year. Um, the 2008 season for SoCal Pro has just been amazing. Uh, Adam Pierce and SoCal Crazy have been on a whole different level of their work. Um, and our other sponsor would be FogCityWrestling.com. Um, keep your eyes and ears out. August 1st, they will be making a major announcement regarding, I'm assuming, TV. But uh, also, uh, I have on the line my co-host, Mr. Alex Saint, and from San Antonio, Mr. Ed. What's going on, fellas? It was not easy. All right. Well, now that I got the, I got you guys on the line, um, I'm going to run down uh, the uh, upcoming guests. Uh, Tuesday, July 8th, we will have Max Payne in the first hour. In the second hour, we'll have uh, my partner in crime, Marcus Mack, who's a Bay Area ring announcer who just got home from a tour in Europe for the NWE promotion, and he was the ring announcer for the Ultimate Warriors return match. So, uh, yeah, Marcus has got some road stories to tell. And um, Thursday, July 10th, in the first hour, we will have Between the Ropes, Vito DiNucci, and in the second hour, we'll have San Francisco Bay Area super fan Germs. Um, if you're a, f- a fan out here in the Bay Area, you know Germs. And we also have these guests confirmed for the very near future. We have uh, when he comes back from New Japan, Machine Gun Carl Anderson. That's just for you, Alex. Uh, <laughs> we have ECW original Balls Mahoney, and we have Baby Slim Necro Butcher. Uh, the last time we had Necro scheduled, he was in Japan. Um, and we will also have the former Michael Shane, Matt Bentley, on the show as well. So, uh, I I got you fellas on to uh, break down this UFC card this Saturday. What about Trevor Murdoch getting fired? Oh, isn't that a sh- You know what? That's good. Let him go to Noah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be perfect for uh, the team of, uh, what's his name, Bison Smith. Oh, there you go. There you go. Team Chaos. Perfect. You know the the thing is now we now we'll get a Trevor Murdoch shoot interview. That'd be pretty That's, cool. We can find out what actually happened between uh, him and uh, Crime Time that one time where they fired Crime Time after that supposed <laughs> incident in the back in the back in the dressing room. There you go. Oh, yeah, the raw fi- raw fine side of that's calling somebody right now to get a hold of Trevor so he can go ahead and do a shoot interview with him. Oh, I'm pretty sure he made a call to Harley already. So. I'm very sure. So uh, this Saturday, 
7 o'clock, we have uh, UFC 86 coming from Vegas. Um, we're going to start out with the dark fights. Uh, we have uh, the real deal, the beanpole of the 155-pounders, Corey Hill taking on Justin Buchholz, who I have no idea who that guy is. Uh, what, what do you guys think of a uh, string bean Corey? I, I think I don't I don't know Buchholz, but I think he'll take it because Corey, I don't know because he came in with no MMA training at all. I mean, he was I just think. an amateur wrestler when he came into the show, and so I just I don't know. Just assuming that you know a guy who's trained in uh, different facets of mixed martial arts will be able to beat Corey Hill. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a project. Definitely, he's a project, and. And I don't think enough time has passed, so that's gonna, you know, I think Coriel's gonna uh, probably lose this fight and be sent to the WEC, you know, down to the minors. Um, the next one we have uh, Dennis Siver coming off, uh, taking on a, the returning cocaine addict himself, Mr. Melvin Guillard. Um, I see Melvin just whooping the hell out of this guy. Melvin's just got too much talent. What do you think, uh, Ed? Yeah, I hope hopefully he will. You know, he's he's real explosive with the fist. I mean, he can have some great fights. You know, he just unfortunately doesn't work out on any kind of uh, submission defense. But uh, I don't see this guy taking him to the ground. So I figured this would be a real quick stand-up squash. And hopefully he'll win, and get an exciting fight. And maybe we can get a rematch with Clemente or maybe something else happening with Nova. Because he has a good a personality, you know. I, I, th- I think that would be a, a good headliner for a fight night, you know, or a uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. You know, it's a solid fight. They've got the key between them, and, they, you know, they bring it. You know, both guys will bring it. You know, I don't see them as, like, you know, guys getting slotted on a pay-per-view. But I see them, you know, headlining like a fight night or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I think it would be a... right there. I mean, what you have to do is just show and after the let the backstory about them getting in the fights just in, at different little shows, so you know it won't, it's not going to be hard to promote, you know, and the, you know the hardcores that they're going to want to see it, you know. So yeah, I think that's a good idea, you know, like uh, especially considering the last main event was uh, was Kendall Grove against uh, Evan Tanner. I mean, that, those aren't two big names, and I think this would be just as big as those two guys. So you know, I think that's a good idea to do that for the next. Ultimate Fighter finale, if possible. And the um, the the next fight, the next fight on the card, I, I hope is loser leaves town. Uh, Cole Miller, who I just can't stand, taking on the man who's a better teacher than a fighter, George Gergel. I hate Gergel. I hope he loses and goes back to just training people. Well, uh, what do you think about that guy, Alex? I, I don't. I can't. I can't think. I've seen any of his fights. Um, the thing about a lot of these undercard UFCs, I don't, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't really pay attention to them. They're just kind of background because the main event's like the whole reason I want to see the UFC. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it's almost like WWE from 2001. Like, I forget about a lot of the undercard angles. And I guess I forget about a lot of the main event stuff too. But, I mean, like, a lot more of the main events really stick out in my head uh, than – the undercard stuff, and that, that's the way it is kind of for me right now with UFC. Like, I don't, I don't remember, I've, I've probably seen, I know I know Cole Miller was on uh, Ultimate Fighter, and I've probably seen George Grisell fight. I just can't think off the top of my head about who, who the guy is. Um, next up we have uh, Nepal, Gabriel Gonzaga, coming back against uh, 
Justin McCauley of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I don't really care about this one. You know, it, it's just a throwaway fight as far as I'm concerned. Um, any thoughts, guys? Jump in. You know, this one's is, just boring me to death. Is, is Gabriel, uh, is this on the, is this a dark fight or what? Yeah, this one's, uh, well, hold on. Yeah, this one's a dark. Gonzaga's a oh, dark. Man. Yeah, I don't know what it, what happened to Gabriel Gonzaga. <laughs> he got lucky, and then he got exposed. Yeah. You well, know? that's what happens when he went in there and won the best heavyweights in the world. I don't know, it's just, uh. Hopefully, I, I don't know. I don't really care who wins. <laughs> and uh, they're going to open up the pay-per-view with a hot one. Uh, we have uh, Maximus Marcus Aurelio against the local boy out my, from out my way, Tyson Griffin. Um, do you see Tyson Griffin's name on a fight card? You know it's going to be, you know, just a lightweight showcase. Tyson, you know, when I first saw him in Strike Force, you know, I knew, you know, he was something special. And, you know, this kid will bring it. And uh, Aurelio is no joke either, so th- this should be a real hot opener, and um, it should uh, elevate, you know, one of these guys up. Um, give me a winner. When's the last time Griffin? When's the last time? When's the last time Gr- Griffin fought? Was it on the undercard of the Lesnar fight? I am looking right now. I remember that fight just being real disappointing. I remember being real disappointed with Tyson in that fight. He looked real unimpressive, and, I, and he squeaked out a victory. Uh, I don't, I don't see him being able to do that with Marcus. February third. February. That was the Brock Lesnar fight, then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's I remember uh, not being. Point. Yeah, I remember not being too impressed with. Ty- I mean, I remember Tyson not having a good, real good showing that fight. Oh, I don't it know. Was, uh, against, it was against Tybo, who's the who's a really good jujitsu grappler. Yeah. And um, Tyson Griffin is is an excellent, excellent wrestler and he they it was just a a chess match that neither guy could actually win it was guys that were just too skilled Hmm. so yeah it's kind of a weird fight i think it's a this is going to be a real close close fight i mean it's real hard to pick but i i'm going to go with griffin just i got a slight edge giving i'm going to go with him so Hmm. i think he'll pick out a victory i'm i'm going to go with the fans because the fans are going to be the winners in this one because you know these the, Griffin just brings it, and he's a he's a machine. He is a machine, and you know, just the fans are going to be the winners in this one. You know, it's a toss up. Um, and next one we have lights out Chris Lytle against X Cause Josh Koscheck. Alex, Josh <laughs> Koscheck still around? Of all the guys the UFC's cut, how come uh, Koscheck can't be the guy? Go to Elite XC. I, I I don't like Koscheck at all. I think he needs to get off, get off my TV. Yeah, I can't stand him either, and I hope he gets his ass kicked. But I just don't see him losing this fight, dude. To be honest with you, he's gonna take him down. He's gonna hump out, hump out a he's gonna hump out a three round victory, man. And we're gonna hate him even more after this fight. But unfortunately, <laughs> I think he's gonna win. Yeah, I can I can see that we coming out of this fight. I just I can't stand Josh Koscheck. Well, you know the thing is though, Koz can shoot in, but you know Lytle has that that one punch knockout power where he could maybe catch him with a knee or an uppercut coming in and just put him out. So either it'll be a you know a three round lay and pray, 
or Lytle's going to catch him on a shoot. It's one or the other. I, I don't see it going any other way. Um, this is more of a cut-and-dry type of fight. You know, it's, you know these guys' strengths, you know their weaknesses, and, you know, it, it's pretty simple. Execute your game plan on either side, and they'll win. Um, it's really clear-cut, you know, and, and a lot of fights are not like that anymore. <clears throat> but uh, the next one we have Joe Daddy Stevenson coming off uh, the loss to BJ Penn against Gleason Tibau coming off the loss from Tyson Griffin, and this is another lightweight fight that should be fun. Um, you know, I just I like the little guys and because, you know, they, they're the epitome of little man complex where they have to, you know, just step up their shit to say, hey, I deserve to be on this pay-per-view. Um, Ed, do you think that uh, Joe Daddy's going to, you know, come back strong or... It's it's real hard to tell because he didn't just lose. He got his fucking annihilated. Ass yeah, I mean, BJ Penn could have murdered him if it was like a street fight, man. So it all depends on where his head's at, dude. I mean, if his head's there, I'm going to give him the edge. He's got a great ground game. But he's also been one of these guys who hasn't lived up to his potential. So you always have that tendency where he can have a, a down fight. So I'm going to go with Joe, but I wouldn't be surprised if he loses. 55 always gives you exciting fights, but, I mean, wow, is it not interesting in the fact that you know there's no one who's going to beat B.J. Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, there's there's no one. I don't – well, you know what? I'm not going to take that back there. I, there's some still some interesting fights in there for, for B.J. There's Clay Guida, who's like one or two fights away from getting a title fight just because he's got the skills. And there's Warta, um, you know, uh, you know, Warta's in there if uh, he wins his next fight against uh, Kinflo, and if Kinflo wins, you know, Kinflo might have a. Uh, he, I don't think he could win, but that might be an exciting fight for at least a round mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, I, I, I think I think BJ would totally. I mean, uh, Clay Guida will definitely definitely give you exciting exciting fight, but um, I just I don't see anybody. I just don't see anybody on the skill level of BJ Penn. I think the only person that can beat BJ Penn is BJ Penn. No, I disagree. Um, I think that Clay Clay Guida would gas him out. I really think that Guida would gas him out after like the second or third. And I've seen what? Clay go. I've seen Clay go five twice, and he was jumping around the cage after each fight. And that's no oh, joke. That- and. It was against Gilbert Melendez and Josh Thompson, two of the top 55-pounders in the world that fought last weekend. So, I mean, Clay is no joke. And um, also, you know, Tyson Griffin, I think, would give would give BJ trouble because BJ's never really been too good about, against wrestlers, with the exception this past time of Shirk. Well, he didn't, he didn't do bad against... Uh... He didn't do he didn't do bad against Saint Pierre when they wrestled, and then then he then he also go against Hughes too. No, he lost to Hughes, but he was winning up until the point where he got gassed, and then it was over. Right, mm-hmm. right, and, and then these are these are wrestlers at, at heavier weight classes. I mean, true. I, I I don't know. I mean, all these guys are really talented, and I think it's a syndrome of when you see the guys who are at the same level. I just think BJ's at a different level, and you really can tell what level BJ's at 
when they actually get in the, the, the octagon with BJ. Then you see the different levels. Because Joe Stevenson had looked impressive in a lot, a lot of fights. And you really saw the, the disparity there between the level of BJ Penn and the level of uh, Joe Stevenson. And I just, I, I, think it's, I think it's like that for most of the 155 division. I've had the pleasure of seeing two of what BJ's last three fights live. And I'm going to say it, dude. The only person who's going to beat BJ Penn is going to be the person that BJ Penn just doesn't take serious and doesn't train at all because the BJ Penn that I've seen fight, there ain't a person in the world who's going to, not, besides not beat him, no one's going to touch him. That's what I'm saying. I think the only person who can beat yeah. BJ Penn is if BJ Penn beats himself because he, he's, he, he's just on a different level of men right now. I mean, it's not like an – I mean – Anderson Silva, he's he's on that same he's on that same wavelength, you know. Uh, I don't think George St. Pierre is there because we've seen Kingston as armor and he's been beat recently. But I mean, Anderson Silva and BJ Penn right now, UFC has the top two fighters in that in their particular weight classes. I, that's why I think it's such a. I know we're not talking about. It, I think it's such a mistake for Anderson to go up a weight class because he is so. Why why risk it? I mean, you got. I understand he may not be a huge pay-per-view draw, but really, is him going up a weight class is going to make him any more of a pay-per-view draw than what he is right now. Just let him, you know, be the semi-main and just kill guys. And I don't know. I, I'd rather have Anderson be an oversized 85 than an undersized 205. You know. Yeah, well, I, I just don't understand the reason why. And... Why? Yeah, exactly. What's the point of him getting exposed for? Because you might be able to put together. The Anderson Silva, what Chuck Liddell fight, or you want Anderson no. Silva with Jackson, or I mean, what what are they what are they trying to get out of it? Yeah, that's true. Well, Anderson um, Silva, Sandy, I mean, we all right. We're we're at the uh, the semi main event, which gets a cut of the pay per view buys, and this bothers me. Um, Patrick Cote against Ricardo Almeida. I'm assuming it's it's you know, an eliminator. It's a contender fight, I'm assuming. But how in the fuck could Patrick Cote be, be the semi-headliner on this show? I don't understand. I mean, Remember uh, Cote? What was the situation where Cote main evented that UFC against Ortiz? Oh, someone was, pulled out. Yeah, someone had gotten injured or something. So, I mean, yeah. Cote, Cote, Cote main evented the UFC before, so. Yeah, well, it was on, like, a couple weeks' notice, but, <laughs> I mean... Oh, Almeida, Almeida is a world class fighter. And, Almeida, you know, is he the guy who lost? Did he lose to Sokaju? You know what? That's a good question. I'm going to check right now. I know uh, Little Nog did. I don't know who the other guy was. Yeah, no, it just gives UFC. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm on UFC. I'm not even on Sure Dog. I no, no, uh, he didn't. No, it wasn't him who beat who beat uh, Sokaju. No, I thought I, I first I could have I thought it might have been the guy so could you beat after he beat Little Nog, but I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, I don't understand how this is the semi the semi. You know, these are I would shoot I would put a Koshak, you know the Koshak fight over this one, or even the Joe Daddy is like the semi one over this one. I don't. Cote's just been just maybe a slightly above fighter from what I've seen, and you know so uh, hopefully it'll be a good fight. But you know it's not semi-main event worthy, in my opinion. It's not even fight night worthy. 
You know, it's really. like dark match worthy as far as I'm well, yeah. and maybe opening card match, you know, but uh, yeah. It seems kind of like a weak lineup. It seems like a, a lineup they can only do in, in I guess, Vegas. I guess because that's their home. But I mean, if they, I think if they took this out anywhere else, that I think this this card would just. It's all about the main event. I don't know. Event. I mean, yeah, it's all, it's really all about the main event on this show. All right, all right. I'm I'm gonna break down uh, this uh, Almeida's career. Okay, he's nine and two. Okay, his his debut was against Akiri Shoji. He won. Second fight, he lost to Linland. Third fight, he lost to Eugene Jackson, local boy from East Palo Alto up here. Much love there. Wolf, and uh, he lost to Semenov. Then he beat Asami Shibuya in Pancras. Then he beat Manoa in Pancras. Then he beat Yuki Sasaki in Pancras. Then he beat Masaki again in Pancras. Then he beat Nathan Marquardt. Rio Chonin and Rob Yunt. So I mean he's you know, he's got some wins, you know, over some quality guys, but I mean it's not, you know, really uh co main event worthy. You know, it's I don't know, I guess they couldn't fill up that undercard. You know, I mean and and I honestly don't think that, that Quentin and Forrest are gonna draw. They're not gonna draw. What, what do you guys it think? All, do you think uh, it, all, it all depends if ESPN gets behind uh, this fight. I, I, I think that's going to help it a lot. And then honestly, I mean, I see, I, I don't know, maybe I, Forrest and Quinn, they're two of the bigger uh, the biggest guys in, in UFC, aren't they? So I don't see why. I don't think this is going to do it at the level of like a Chuck pay-per-view or anything like that, but I see it definitely being a, a nice medium uh, medium rage pay-per-view. I'd say about, about 400. I, I think it'll do good, but it's not going to do what it should have done. I mean, this fight but should be one fighter, of the biggest yeah. fights of the year, but unfortunately you have the two guys getting along on the ultimate fighter instead of going Tito and Ken, which they should have been doing just to sell the fight, even if it wasn't real. You know, they're both charismatic enough to where they could have worked it or something, but Dana doesn't like to do any of that bullshit, so... He's actually, in my opinion, he's going to cost himself about 100,000 buys of what this fight should be doing. I mean, this fight yeah. should be the talk of the MMA world, and it's not. There are more people excited, in my opinion, for Brock Lesnar and Heath Herring than this fight, you know, and it's all it's all Dana White's you know, fault as far as I'm concerned. Hopefully now with the Fatena, the Ferretta brother getting involved more, maybe they'll be able to start pushing this stuff. But this fight, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do good, don't get me wrong, but it ain't going to be as good as it should do. I, I I just couldn't get over the this year this season's Ultimate Fighter was so just upsetting because yeah. the, the fighters were just bad and then Quentin and and Forrest really offered you nothing and I mean they the Ultimate Fighter I mean as they know I mean it's an excellent excellent tool to be able to promote a fight and it totally I don't I don't know I I, I wasn't any more interested in this fight after seeing all the Ultimate Fighters than I was more interested in seeing it before I watched the Ultimate Fighter. So, cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sure a lot of the same way. I think right, Forrest uh, is going to win, though. I, I, th- I think, think Forrest. So? Oh, I do definitely. I, I don't. I don't think Quentin. I, I think Quentin ha- isn't. I've just not been impressed with Quentin since he's come to UFC. I'm All not, right, Alex. Alex, cut the bullshit. Give me a finish. Uh, Forrest Griffin uh, tap out third round. Really? You think he's going to catch him, huh? 
Well, for uh, those that are listening, uh, we will be taking calls for the next 30-so minutes. So uh, we have open phone lines, 347-215-7946, and we will be playing trivia. To uh, We're going to be giving away the uh, Matthew Randazzo the fifth Ring of Hell. So uh, we'll be playing trivia in a little while. So for those that are listening live on the stream, we'll be giving away that book and, and a little something extra inside the sleeve. Um, so... Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to switch gears. We're going to actually talk about TNA. Uh, the lineup tonight, we have uh, Taylor against Raisha Saeed. If Taylor wins, she gets a shot at Awesome Kong next week. Eric Young and B.G. James and Matt Morgan against Kip James, Petey Williams, and Tomko. Falls count anywhere. Anywhere. Motor City Machine Guns against Robert Rude and James Storm. Roxy against Moose Knuckles. And then Alex Kozloff against... Alex's boy, Ray Bucanero, in World I just X Cup. I just saw that match before I called in, and uh, they didn't get a lot of time, but uh, it's a pretty damn good little match, dude. Alex Kosloff has improved, like, tremendously since the last time I saw him, which has been quite a while ago. But, oh, yeah, th- that little match, they, they tore it up, dude. They well, they, they, Ed, Ed, you got to understand, man, they, they know each other very, very, very well because they're both on top of the cards for CMLL. So, I mean, they're... No, they know each other very well. Uh, the next match is, is going to be fun. Curry Mon against Milano Collection AT. Milano is awesome, and so is Curry Man. That's just going to be the shit. Oh, boy. Oh, also the main event, Samoa Joe against, and Nash against Rudenstorm. Whatever. But it's all about the World X Cup. That's all I'm watching that for. So, Ed, uh, what do you think of uh, the World X Cup so far? I think it's been pretty good. I mean, it's always great to see new talent, different talent, you know. I mean, I'm a big fan of CMLL, but uh, they don't show them down here anymore. They just show AAA. So just the fact that I get to see Ray Bucanero and Ultimo Guerrero, you know, it just makes, that makes me happy. And then, you know, see the guys from Japan and just see different guys, I mean, that's always pretty cool and matches are pretty exciting all the time. And uh, so I'm all for the World Cup. I mean, I wish they'd do more often, man. You know these these guys that are that are writing or you know whatever they're doing over in TNA putting the shows together they don't understand. Uh, 1996, 1997, the the Monday WCW Monday Nitro formula. You have your your big mid eventers on top. You have your cruiserweights. You have your your uh, your foreign talent. You have your tag teams. And you know you you get you give different. You know uh, you don't just get steak. You get potatoes. You get vegetables. You get your soup. Your salad. And, you know, instead of all the same shit, that's the problem with WWE. It's all the same shit. And TNA is mixing it up, but also, you know, their booking is horrible. But, you know, but that's, you know, I can pick and choose what I watch. So, God bless also, the DVR. You, you didn't mention tonight that uh, Kurt Angle goes on uh, three different three different dates uh, to set up the main event for the pay-per-view. That's gay. <laughs> that's gay. It was- uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, first they had him date some fat girl, and then it was a transvestite, and then it was some girl who had, like, I guess he thought it was bulimic because she kept going to the bathroom every five minutes, but she had some kind of medical problem, and then he just started making fun of her. So it's, uh, I mean, Kurt Angle's funny as shit, but, you know, that's not how you want to portray your main, your heavyweight champion. Oh, Joe's the champion now, isn't he? Yeah, Joe's the champion, I'm sorry, but, you know, your main, one of your main guys. Yeah, one you know, of your, your main guys, yeah. To be a badass, and he's just nothing but a comedy figure. 
Which he's doing, don't, don't get me wrong, but, you know, that's not what he should be portraying right now. I don't even know about TNA because they're going to continue. They're going to continue to be around as long as they find uh, alternate uh, streams of revenue. So I mean, for it's unfortunate, but I mean, everyone wants to see you know the companies. Everyone wants to see the company do better what they're doing. But um, I don't know. I guess I guess as long as they're they're you know able to turn a profit, I guess they're gonna continue doing what they're doing. So. It's just the way it is. It's unfortunate, though, but, I mean, I guess that's the way it is. It's got to tell you something, though, when, the, when one million people every week watch a show, and that's it. And then, actually, their uh, their their uh, their rating just dropped a point, didn't it? Yeah, it was point nine. Yeah, it dropped to a point nine. So, I mean, I don't know. Even less people than that are buying the pay-per-views. I don't know. Well, I, I have in um, breaking news from my sponsor, uh, WrestleWarehouse.com has uh, got in a bunch of new uh, wrestling DVDs. Uh, so everybody head on over there, um, support Wrestle Warehouse, uh, give Jeff your money. Um, it's simple, uh, quality stuff, quality service. Um, you know, pick up T-shirts. I mean, I got a SoCal Pro T-shirt the other day that's just awesome, um, and I'm a mark for T-shirts, so. Uh, yeah, go out of your way. WrestleWarehouse.com. They just got in a bunch of new DVDs. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Um, anything else uh, you want to talk about, Ed? Do you you want to bring up anything here? Uh, well, I would like to bring up something. Oh, I'm sorry. I, sure, I would like to bring up something real, real quick. Is that uh, I was watching Triple Mania today, and um, it reminded me a lot of watching CMLL a couple years ago when Mystico was on top. It just seemed like the promotion to watch. And I never really got that. I, I, when I used to, when I had cable, I used to watch AAA, and it was just, it was the only lucha I could watch. And then, but now that I'm watching Triple Mania from this year, it seems like the cool promotion to watch. Hey, Alex, you you yes. you got the you got the complete show for me, right? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, because they had it. They they were actually showing it on the TV. You know, okay. the the weekly TV. But then I got the pay per view. But. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys uh, need to go out of your way to uh, somehow find it. Um, it's really good. Um, the uh, the Americans, they tore it up again. Jack is amazing. Teddy's amazing. Um, the main event was good, um, top to bottom. And, you know, I'm turning the corner on AAA. Um, I really didn't like Pena's vision, but it's changing. And, and, you know, Conan's doing a really good job. And... I, I got to put him over. You know, he's doing really good. Um, Ed, have you had a chance to uh, see Triple Mania yet? I haven't seen Triple Mania yet, but, uh, yeah, I got to agree with you on Triple uh, A. I'd only occasionally watch it every once in a while, but ever since Conan has, you know, kind of taken charge uh, after Pena died, it's slowly getting better and better, and even the wrestling's getting better. So, I mean, it's Triple uh, A. It's not the joke that it used to be. You know, it's starting to come back a little bit. You know, I still prefer CMLL, but unfortunately, I don't get to watch any of it here. So, I'm glad Triple A is kind of making this uh, comeback to the glory days like they used to be when it was the the, the the main promotion, as far as I'm concerned, for about a year there, maybe a little longer. And uh, 93, yeah, 94. And Triple A, they uh, I don't know when they announced it, but they're running two shows in America too. They got a uh, I know July 27th. I know July 27th. July 26th. In LA. 
July 26th or 27th? One of them's up here in San Jose. 27th in L.A. 26th is here then, and I'm there. <laughs> no doubt I'm there. And I'll be at the one in L.A. I mean, I mean, just I don't know. I mean, if they bring on, if they if they bring, you know, the same. I don't know. Uh, it seems like they say they bring some of the same production values to these shows. I, I don't know. The crowds are going to be hot. I think they'll be really good shows. Uh, well, California's hungry for for. Um, I, I don't want to say higher quality, um, because there's some really good lucha out here in in California, but more of a major league feel. You know, um, we're we are ready. We are ready. Um, we haven't had, you know, strong lucha up here in Northern California since, I mean, really strong since, you know, the boom, 93, 94, um, where AAA was up here regularly. And now now is the time. I think that uh, this is going to be a test drive, and they also have a, a, a pay-per-view deal where they're, uh, it's, it's not, they're not airing a pay-per-view show, but it's a best-of so they're going to see how that does, and then this this little this little jaunt in the California. And I think that you know they're they're getting ready. They see weakness weakness in Vince's product and in TNA, and they're ready to step in. I don't even think it has something as much to do with weakness in WWE's product. It's just Conan. Now, I mean, whoever's making the decision to, I mean, just watching the Triple Mania. When I used to watch the weekly television show, and then watching Triple Mania, it just it completely um, from the way the production of the show to the set, it just looked really, really major league. Like, this is the promotion you should be watching. This is the, the big promotion. And, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, just I think if people were able to see that, and especially if they get some – I think it would help to maybe have American commentators. I don't know. But if they can I, – I think they could do real well in America because they're an actual alternative. Well, I think what they should do, is uh, you know t- you, uh, take advantage of the SAP button. You know you can you click it. You have English, or you click it. You have Spanish. I think that that would be big. Um, that I think that would work. Well, well, what do you think, Ed? Being being a, a, a Hispanic, well, what do you think, Eddie? Are you there, brother? Okay, I guess we lost Ed. Are you on? Yeah, yeah, Conan though. I mean, he spent a lot of time in America, so I mean, he definitely he knows what to do and not to do in America. So I mean, they hopefully. I mean, they got all their ducks in a row and ducks aligned, and because I, I could tell this might have been coming a couple a uh, couple months ago. Cause I remember when they were all requesting visas for a lot of the guys. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, Alex, I think that 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 K Dog is going to try to stick it to TNA. I think uh, they're going to go after TNA. I really think they are. Because, well, I hope uh, they don't try to go after anybody. I hope they just try to try to do their own their own thing and their own niche. Because right. I mean, but no, no, I'm, I'm I'm talking I'm talking ratings and and pay per view buys and house show numbers. I think they're they're gonna they're that's their direct competition. Well, right now, I mean, all that I know is they got you know I guess the, the pay per view and then they have the two shows in California. So I mean, it's just gonna be interesting to see how things develop. I mean, competing with TNA is so far down the line that I mean I don't even you know I, I don't even know how it, it's so far down the line right now I'm just really excited about the, the prospect of them running these two shows and then with the potential to more to follow and 
It'll, it'll I, be, I, I, it'll, I just hope they don't. I hope they don't fuck up. And you know what I mean by fucking up by having people no show, people don't show up. You know, uh, the the champ doesn't show, Banderas doesn't show up, or you know, Teddy and Jack don't show, or or uh, uh, the Tijuana guys, or you know, uh, anybody. You know, they don't need any no shows because if they get no shows, they're gonna piss people off, especially Latino lucha libre fans. They hate it when people don't show, and it pisses them off because they need to make sure that everybody is there. Because if not, I will bury them live on the air. <laughs> All I know is the Lucha shows. So I don't expect everything to go completely smoothly. I mean, hopefully, maybe Triple H can uh, rise above that. I mean, just with it being in the Lucha community, I don't expect the. I expect the car to be subject to change. So. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of any local guys getting bookings? Getting a uh, booking no. uh, under? No. No. Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't heard any rumblings up here. So, looks like they're bringing a full crew. So, <coughs> sorry about the echo, guys. I'm I'm in the hallway. I had to change the laundry. <coughs> See, we do everything here on Rubber Guard Radio. Real life goes on as well. But uh, yeah, I I really think these shows will be successful, and their pay-per-view should do rather well. At least ROH type of numbers on pay-per-view. You know, at least the curiosity factor. Well, I think um, it, 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 uh, I think the pay per view. I mean, depending on how well the pay per view gets marketed, I think it appeals to a completely different, uh, a, a completely different, a completely bigger fan base than what Ring of Honor is, because Lucha Libre is more, it's more ingrained in the culture as to where uh, the Ring of Honor style isn't really. It's for your niche hardcore people, and then. Mm-hmm. From what Ring of Honor has kind of shown is that the, they found their niche hardcore audience, and I don't know how many out there haven't discovered Ring of Honor, you know. But Lucha Libre, I mean, it's it's kind of ingrained in people's culture, so I, I definitely, I mean, I could see them doing depending on how well it's marketed now. Like if you could put on, you can put on a pay per view and no one ever hears about it, no one to buy it. But if they if they market it real well to their audience, then I think uh, I think you could do better than a Ring of Honor pay per view. That's just me assuming though. Well, what, what do you think, Ed? Uh, yeah, I think I think it'd, it'd be all right. You know, I mean, there's a there's a niche out there for it. I mean, you know, there's their fans. It's just you know how it's promoted and how much they advertise it and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's what it all comes down to. It. You know, how good of a job they do there because there is an audience that'll support it. Very true. Very true. Oh wow. Okay, let's see what other news do we have here. Uh, see, uh, Ed, what, what did you think of uh, CM Punk winning the world title Monday? Uh, I thought it was a big surprise, man, to be honest with you. I mean, the way they've been portraying him ever since he won the money in the bank, you know, he's just been jobbing, jobbing everywhere, dude. And I was a big surprise, to be honest with you. I thought there was a better chance that at the pay-per-view, he would have cashed in the money in the bank for the IC title instead of the world title because that's the only thing I figure people would even take, you know, give him any credibility in having a chance to win would be that title. But uh, I guess they proved me wrong. We'll see where they go from here. You know, I like CM Punk, dude. He's, you know, he's different. He's fun to watch. But the way they were treating him, you know, I just it, that was just totally out of left field. And 
hopefully they'll, you know, help to use this to elevate him and not help use this to bring him down and say, you know, hey, he can't do it and he's not good enough and, you know, uh, hopefully they won't I, I send think, him down the car. Well, I, I think I what you, it was they, they broke him down. They broke him down and now they give him the belt and they're going to rebuild him strong. I think that's what they're going to do. Or I think the point, I think, I hope they are. I think the point needs to be made, though, is that the ratings were dropping when Triple H was the champion, and then they turned around and put the belt on the, one of the weaker guys in the company. So if the, if the ratings continue to stay down and they can say it's not Triple H's fault, uh, it's got, I think it's got to do something with Triple H as well. I don't believe. I know they're trying to push all these new guys and everything, but there's got to be more to it than, I don't know. It just it seems really awkward to give CM Punk, of all people, the the world title on Raw. There's got to be more motive than just uh, we're trying to push new guys. So, uh, let's see. They had a lot of fresh faces in that main event type of slot. I mean, you had Crime Time out there. You had Murdoch, but Murdoch's gone. Um, Cade, you know, I mean, they're elevating the younger guys, which... You know, what what more can you ask for, right? Remember when Too Cool and uh, Rikishi were in a main event on Raw? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, yeah, I, I thought they were elevating all those guys at that point too. I mean, well, I mean, well, we, I mean, time can only tell, you know. I mean, time can only time, time will tell. I think part of WWE's problem is is that I think they kind of give up on people too quickly. Uh, it's just uh, if you go to a live WWE show you see the audience reacts based off what they see off TV. And I guess that's the way it's always been, but I really noticed it because I went to a couple of WWE shows back-to-back, and then it's the crowd literally just reacts. How I've seen seven-year-old kids chant ECW, and it's only because, you know, they, they it's what they've seen on TV. So I think, uh, I don't know. Unbelievable. I think, I th- Jump in, Ed. Um, I'm sorry. I was kind of doing something. I didn't actually hear exactly what Alex just said. <laughs> well, it's like it's like the Goldberg thing. How they used to pipe in the Goldberg chant, and then eventually the fans started chanting it for real because they had always heard it on TV. It just seems, I don't know. They, uh, I think you can. I, I think you can almost literally get anybody over that you, you wanted. Little, you'd be able to do that a little better on SmackDown. Uh, than you would on Raw, you know. That way, you could you, you could really edit the, uh, some chance for CM Punk in there on the, on the video delay. But uh, on Raw, you really can't do that. I mean, I guess you could do it a little bit, but uh, you know, hopefully they'll do everything they can to help get him over. I mean, because uh, the way they were breaking him down, you know, he's gonna need it. You know, and he's not the only one. They need to they need to do something if they want to get Kofi over. You know, they need to really give him some help and. You know, it's all about what they give the wrestlers. You know, these guys, they got to give these guys a break and give them a push. And if they push them, the fans will get behind them. And, you know, just all they need is a chance. Michaels is going to have to get beat. So, I mean, because Kay's going to have to beat Michaels. Because Kay can't enter the feud in Shawn Michaels and not beat Shawn Michaels if they want to push him. It's going to be a lot of the veteran guys are going to just have to start losing. It's going to be interesting. Yep. Hey guys, let's take a call. Caller from the nine four zero. Who am I speaking with? This Cotrea. What's up, Chris? How you doing, brother? Not much, man. All right. Cool. We're just breaking down raw and 
know, talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. All right, guys. I got uh, Alex Sane on the line, as well as Mr. Eduardo from San Antonio. Ah. How you doing, Ed? Right. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing yourself? Okay. Uh, looks like we have a uh, little F4W uh, powwow going on here. But uh, I would like to uh, thank Mr. Couture live on the air for, again, presenting us with Observer Live every week. Chris, you're a good man. Um, <laughs> hopefully you've been receiving the checks every every month. Um, yes. So uh, what's what's going on in the uh, the uh, audio land in the new merged F4W online WrestlingObserver.com merger? Uh, any uh, Dave Meltzer compilations coming together? I'm probably going to get to doing something like that pretty soon. I'm going to – I said I was going to do a Buddy Wayne one. And I'm probably going to do that first. Uh, when are you going to give the people what they really want? When are you going to break out that best of Ed in San Antonio on Wrestling Observer Live? I was just thinking about that like yesterday because I was, I was listening to some uh, some new shows I got in from 2004, and you were on there a lot, so I was thinking I ought to do something like that. Cool. <laughs> At least you don't make the worst caller compilations. Hey, I was on there, jackass. <laughs> but you know, I was though, I was on there one time too. I was on there on the Missy Hyatt part of it on the Best of Work. Oh, but it was that it was, was more for Missy was, being being funny than me. That was the best show ever. I think that they did. We 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 need a we need the best and worst of Alex in Puerto Rico. <laughs> that kid is just whack, man. That's a lot of payphone calls, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you could. I think you got all his calls on that one compilation, dude, because he really didn't call in for like a long period of time. Some of the shows I put up last week, he called in about three times on some of those shows, so I may have to make a director's cut or something like that. I'll go back and redo that it. Dude, that dude was wag. I, I love the one episode where he tries to give Brian his address on the air. That's funny shit. I was like, I was waiting for him to say, you know, the third cabana to the right. You know, I, I live like... Uh, Two huts down from Carlito. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I didn't think it was the uh, it was the Nick Bockwinkle show that got him banned. You remember that one? Oh yeah. <laughs> he says, "I want to become a wrestler," and Nick tell him all this thing, all this stuff. He said, "Okay, okay, thank you." After Nick said like maybe three words. Yeah, and then James in, <laughs> James in Kentucky called in. <laughs> oh, that guy was cool too. Dean called him first, and then it was Alex, and then that's where Dave had the, the, that great line of, uh, we are going to improve the quality of our callers. Very <laughs> you know what's funny is that, that Jim from Virginia, which is the same guy, still calls in. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd think... Yeah, he was the one on the Missy Hyatt show, no. too. He was on the Missy Hyatt show, too, I think. He was all flirting He calls in the between the ropes all the time, too, I think. Yeah, he does. Uh, he calls in the ropes every week, just about... Ah, jeez. I miss the Yada days. The show was so much better then. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'd say it isn't good now, but it's just, it was better then. Yeah, the shows were better then. It, I mean, it, it really was. Everything was, was just better about the Yada days. And then you had a producer who knew what he was doing. I mean, the one they got now, he's cool, but, you know, he's not out. <laughs> 
They all I mean, have their shit together like they the other. Back then, they, they had ECW, they had WCW, too. So, I mean, it was going. You know, it was, yeah. you know, it, it was just, just amazing because, you know, they, they were talking about all the different shows and, and, you know, and all the different indies and, you know, stuff that was popping up. You know, it was... And plus, uh, it was at a time when everything was going downhill or when they were going out of business. Mm-hmm. So, they had a lot more to talk about. A, a lot of the... the a lot of the no guest shows I really enjoyed because you yeah. know, they take emails and listener calls and all that. You know, it's just funny to you know see what guys are thinking and stuff. It's it's just uh, you know. Well, they I mean, just feel so. Know. It felt it feels so laid back on that show. We're on the on the Iyata days. It feels laid back, like you don't have to rush anything or anything like that. Today the show just feels like you got to hurry up for the next commercial break. I just remember how Brian would hardly ever talk back in the other days. <laughs> now he won't shut up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's extremely difficult to get in because he's just flapping his gums. I guess he's got to make up for three years or four years of uh, quiet. <laughs> I ought to go back and just do a like a Death of WCW compilation with all the news coming out about it or something like that during that time. I just remember how mad they would get because it seemed like every call or every other call would be like, is it true it's not a work at WCW's going out of business? <laughs> that was some good stuff. Yeah. That remember, was great. I remember Brian going on a rant about that, <laughs> about the websites and stuff. Yeah, it was funny when he lost it. He was all, for the last time, it's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Christopher, uh, yeah, you you have any subjects you want to bring up? You know, we got about ten minutes to go or so. Uh, what do you think about Raw Monday? Punk, baby. That's all I got to say is punk. They gave him the ball, and we'll see what happens. Mhm. I thought of, I I like how they did it. The, um, yeah, and it was against Edge, figured. and Edge Edge won two world titles like that, so. It's perfect for him to lose like that, and doesn't really hurt Punk to to win the belt like that. Yeah. I kind of figured they were going to do it like that, you know, mm-hmm. or someone's just like beating the living hell, and then you know someone runs it with the briefcase. But with, but with the way they've been booking him, I really wasn't expecting it. Well, like like I said earlier, they completely broke him down, and now mm-hmm. they're going to rebuild him, and you know. <clears throat> but um, before we move on to the next segment, Alex. Yes. Alex. Yes. How about you jump in and uh, plug your MySpace and uh, get all your nice stuff plugged because I'm going to drop you off because my guest okay. is coming on in a little bit. So. All right. Uh, MySpace.com backslash Sam Saint. NewWaveProWrestling.com. NewWaveProWrestling.com. We have a show April 26th, I think. Well, there you go. Hey, that's in April. I'm in August. We have a show. <laughs> <laughs> New Wave Pro Wrestling. Check it out. <laughs> Alrighty, Al. Thanks for calling in, brother. It was uh it was good to have you back in the saddle. Alright, then we'll talk to you guys later. Alright, brother. Alright, that was my tag team partner, Alex Saint. I'm gonna have to let him go because uh my next guest will be coming on in about fifteen minutes. But uh I'm gonna keep Ed and uh Mr. Cotrera on the line here. So, um, what 
What indies have you guys been watching, or do you guys follow at all? Do you guys follow indies at all? Uh, I don't really. No. The only I, I mean I followed it basically off of just news off of the off of the S4W uh, forum off, off of the forums of the board man because I I really don't get any. There's no really like really good indies down here. I mean there's a local group that runs the shows, but not really into going to see the small little shows and. Uh, you know, I keep track of everything, like the Ring of Honor and FIP and a, and a PWG, and you know, I do my best to see what's going out there, see if I can recognize any names and stuff. But as far as actually watching anything, I I, I don't. Anybody getting the Flare DVD next week? I have it already. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch it tonight when I get off the air. Cool. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna be watching. Um, actually, I take that back. I'm going to be uh, watching a shoot interview with Chris Benoit that I just got in from 1995. So I'm going to watch mm. that tonight. So, And then I'll watch the flare discs. <clears throat> but, yeah, um, thank God tomorrow's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and I get to uh, catch up on all speaking, my fun stuff. So, Speaking of uh, tomorrow, man, is it cool if I plug uh, my little thing I got going? Please, Ed, please, anytime, brother. Okay, well, um, I'm going to uh, start my own podcast after about seven or eight years of just being a caller to different little shows. Uh, tomorrow on Blog Talk Radio, uh, the Drunk Cast goes live on the air at about uh, 11 p.m. Central, and it's just going to be me drinking a six-pack and smoking some joints, and I'm going to have uh, a couple guys from the board be my co-hosts. I'm going to have uh, clips. And uh, the Peach Machine, who's one of the guys that went to Vegas. And uh, we're just going to go on and get fucking buzzed and uh, just have a good time. You know, there'll be some wrestling talk, some, some MMA talk, but probably mainly be just, you know, some guys uh, just bullshitting. And I uh, already got guests lined up for other shows. Got Derek Bergen lined up for the coming weeks. So I'm going to have a show to, uh, devoted to just uh, porn with my boy uh, Mexican Seafood from the board, and, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have fun with it. It's not going to be nothing serious, you know, just uh, just going to try and have a good time with it and see how it goes. So everyone, uh, now, is this is this going to be on Fridays, Eddie? Yeah, uh, more than likely it's going to be on Fridays because uh, mm-hmm. I work nights at UPS, and my only days off are Friday and Saturday, so more than likely it will either be Friday or Saturdays, more than likely Fridays. So That's cool. That way, well, if, that it, I can, if it's if it's Fridays, you can pencil me in. I'll uh, I'll gladly make an appearance on your show. You know, cool. I'm an audio whore, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one, man. I'm I'm in that same boat. You know, <laughs> there's not a show that I probably won't call in. Well, I've never called Ian Hamilton's show, but that's only because I can't understand a damn word he says. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> not that he's not a cool dude, but I just I can't understand him. Well, there you go. It's the drunk cast. Uh, what is it? Blogtalkradio.com backslash. Uh, uh, you can either put in. To be honest with you, I'm not even sure. Yeah, you can either put in like drunk cast or <clears throat> Ed in San Antonio, and uh, that should take you to. I think if you put in Ed in San Antonio, it'll take you right to it. So okay. I gotta actually look into that so I can promote it a little better. Awesome. I think more audio comes from the board than is actually on the main page. Hey, you know what? 
I get better guests than fucking Brian Alvarez. And that's a shoot. <laughs> that's a shoot. And I work for my shit. And I'm not I I make a little bit of money here and there, but I don't make near the money that asshole does. You know, and he's pissed off a lot of people. You know, yeah. he really has. You know, and I, I see a mass exodus coming. You know, how how do you hurt the rich in the pocketbook? But that's just I think he takes shit way too seriously sometimes. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you. It's well, like a little sure. bitching on the board and stuff. I can't take most of that shit seriously. I'm not going to post here anymore. That's gay. But, uh, Mr. in San Antonio, Ed, thank you for uh, saving my ass once again and calling in and uh, running down the UFC show with me, brother. Thanks. And uh, I'll be listening to the archives since I'm going to be a little busy tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm sure not, not, not too many people are going to be listening live, so it'll pretty much all be archived listens, <laughs> downloads yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, there thanks for is. having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, you know what? Uh, I think we uh, we should have you on as a recurring guest to uh, run down the UFC shows. Oh, whenever you need me, just let me know, man. I'd be more than happy to do it. Cool, cool. I'll give you a buzz after the show, and we'll work out things. Cool. Sounds good, man. I... And your check is in the mail, brother, so you will finally get that. I'm sorry for the delay, but uh, you, will be getting, uh, you will be getting it next week, dude, sometime. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, Ed, you take care and enjoy the shows this weekend and your fourth. Cool. Thank you. you. You guys take it easy, man. Bye-bye. All right. All right. All right. That was the world-famous, world-famous, world-famous wrestling radio call-in gentleman himself, Mr. Ed in San Antonio. Um, I I still have Chris Cotrera here on the line. Um, I promise that I will give away a free copy of Matthew Rendazzo, the fifth Ring of Hell. Um, we're going to play a little trivia game right now. Um, the first caller to call in with the correct answer will receive the book. Um, it is new, unopened, and... There will also be a little something-something for you in the sleeve of the book. So the call-in number is 347-215-7946. Once again, 347-215-7946. And, Chris, do not answer the question. Okay. (laughs) The question is, who was the first person that Jim Cornette ever managed and where? Ooh. Okay, 347-215-7946. I am giving away a free copy of Matthew Rendazzo V's Ring of Hell, which is one hell of a book. Um, you get a chance to read it, Chris? No, I haven't got a copy of it yet. I've uh, been meaning to. It's been the one thing everybody's been talking about, so I've been it's, it's, meaning it's, to go out and get one. It's it's what I, I would call... I would call the... Hustler magazine of wrestling magazines. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. total scum, and but it's great. And, mm-hmm. and the way he comes off, he's all bitter and shit. But it, it's just a great read. I had so much yeah. fun. Um, I hope that I hope that Matthew decides to uh, do an audio book of it. That would be great if he did an audio book of it. And yeah, you know, it'd be amazing. Okay, once again, I'll uh, run down that question. Who was the first person that Jim Cornette ever managed, and in what territory was it? 
and call in 347-215-7946. Oh, our uh, guest of the second hour coming up very soon will be the newest uh, WWE developmental talent, Mr. Brian Cage. Uh, Brian is based out of uh, Northern California out here. Um, you guys should be seeing Brian, I'd say, probably within a year, uh, probably on the SmackDown brand or ECW. This guy, he is ready. You know, he, he can, like, leapfrog over uh, developmental. He's really talented. Um, you can actually look his name up on YouTube, and I'm pretty sure you can find some footage. Uh, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-G-E. You should be able to find some Brian Cage footage on YouTube or you know, uh, video Google or whatever those other low quality uh, streams. Oh, right. So, uh, <clears throat> have you uh, caught any interesting shoot interviews lately, Chris? Yeah, um, got a chance to see the Al Snow shoot interview. To the uh, the two thousand eight. Oh, yeah, and that was money. I learned and, so uh, much shit I never even thought about. Watching that, you know the the thing is though, what uh, the listeners out there, if if you guys did not hear my show with Al Snow, you need to watch that shoot, then watch one on one with Al Snow and Bushwhacker Luke, where they talk about uh, tag teams and being a heel, and then listen to my show, and that you know I mean that should be like a prerequisite for kids that are training, um, that. That Al Snow interview was, um, as far as me uh, on a personal level, Al is my favorite performer, and he is mm-hmm. my wife's as well. And it was just, you know, just such an honor, you know, just to have him on the air. You know, and it was just amazing. And the, the, the conversation we had was just, you know, two guys, you know, sitting around shooting shit, and it was just, just awesome stuff. Um, did you, you, get a, you listened to my Al Snow show, didn't you? No, I haven't listened to it yet. God damn it. You're fired, Chris. <laughs> no more checks for you, brother. <laughs> okay, so we had Al Snow 2008, and you can, um, also, you can get these at um, rfvideo.com. Um, go out of your way. Uh, give Rob your money. You know, Rob's a friend of the show, and he's a good guy. and uh, He's a good friend of mine as well. So, um, you know, give Rob your money. But anything else that you've seen uh, recently? Uh, Road Warrior Animal 2008. Mm. That, that was pretty, pretty good. good. I thought it was full of shit most of the time, but it's still good. Mm. I like I, I like think... the one. I liked the Road Warriors one. That was just, oh yeah, that Hawk was good. Just let, Hawk just let loose, you know. Hawk just let loose, and you know. But Hawk's always been like that. You know, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and um, have you have you seen the Larry the Axe Hennig? Uh, no, not yet. No, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I saw the tugboat shoot interview. I thought that was real good. Yeah, it was fun. That was He's fun. one of those guys you wouldn't expect to have much interest in, but but it was really good. Plus, you got all the behind-the-scenes story of the Shockmaster thing. Oh, man. Um, for those of you that have WWE 24-7, um, this month's Legends Roundtable was um, the worst gimmicks. And they had, uh, you know, they had him on there, and it's they had the gobbledygooker, they had all these other guys. It was pretty rough. 
But I mean, it was good stuff. Um, those of you that have 24/7, you need to go out of your way to see uh, the Legends this month. Um, I think I said it's uh, worst characters because they don't use the word gimmick. But uh, yeah, worst characters. But they uh, they talked about whose idea it was and and how the plans were and everything, and they actually broke it down on what happened and how it was supposed to happen. It was it, it was really cool how they actually deconstructed this whole fuck up and it was just awesome um you see uh anything else that you've uh that you've seen lately you know uh, I'm, I'm, the next thing i'm probably going to watch is uh the kim patera shoot the new one the new one i haven't i haven't watched it yet um i saw a preview of it on youtube oh he was hammered oh my god i watched actually talked first. about mcdonald's thing they're going to prison. I saw the first ten minutes, and he was hammered, hammered. I mean, he was hammered when they turned on the damn camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck. And somehow and they got I that just, story out of him without getting uh, without getting threatened, I believe. Well, yeah, like you threatened Gabe during the ROH one. That was funny. <laughs> Gabe was a shivering bitch, boy. He had bit. to know that he was going to be asked about that when he showed <laughs> well, yeah, up. I mean, his reaction well, was funny, one, but... but... Yeah, Go ahead. In, in this one, he, he knew it, so... You know, it's... <clears throat> Anything else? Did you see the Steve Blackman shoot? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't know he was that traveled, you know? Yeah, I remember reading about him, uh, like in the Aftermag, like in '87 or something, from Stampede. And, yeah, Calgary. Yeah. And uh, I never heard anything about him again until '97, when he showed up on Raw. And yeah, he, 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 had, he had a bunch of health problems or something. Yeah. Between that, some type of a disease or something, but he never got the credit. And him and Al head cheese were awesome. Mm-hmm. He was no, one of the better were... hardcore champions that they had. No, no. When they Al had Snow and Raven. Al Snow was awesome just because, you know, Al Snow's my dog. But mm-hmm. Raven, you know, got creative. You know, when he would come down with a shopping cart with a little Frankenstein in the front. You know, Raven, uh-huh. you know, took it to a whole new level and made this shit fun. You know, and also, you know, a very close good friend of mine, Crash Holly, um, was good too. I mean, Crash made hey, that division. Hey. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cr- Crash was a good guy, and we we lost Mike too soon, and you know he's still missed. And, yeah, I, I remember the stuff with the headbangers when they went to I don't know, like Playland or somewhere. Yeah, I remember when like you're going down the slide and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was good stuff. The Mean Street Posse stuff was good too. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm waiting. You know, the WWE put they put out that hardcore DVD where you mm-hmm. know it was just some stuff just thrown together. You know, I, I'm hoping that they do you know like a good box set, like a good three disc set, and you know tie this shit together because I mean it was episodic TV. You know, yeah. Like, uh, was it uh, Mania 17? Or with 18? the three way? No, with the um, it wasn't battle three, royal. It was the, yeah the battle royal, and then uh. Molly Holly got hit with the door in the backstage, and I think Hurricane Pinder. No, that was a uh, 
Well, WrestleMania 2000 was the Battle Royal. You know where they, I think like Taz won it in like the first five seconds of the match or something like that. Right, that's right. And and then uh, Hardcore Holly won it at the end. And 18 was when, well, they had, it was Maven against Goldust. And right. I think that's Spike right. and Spike Dudley and Molly and Christian all won the title between the time that match started and the time the show ended. Yeah, that's right. That was the door where uh, she got hit in the head with the door. That was yeah. funny shit. Smacked. I mean, it didn't even you know, it didn't even look like she got her hand up, dude. I was like, damn. But yeah, well, a lot of people didn't like all that, like the hardcore twenty four seven stuff. But shit. It was entertaining. That's all I cared about. That's all it was. And it was comic relief. And, I mean, no one in that division took themselves too seriously. Yeah. Um, now, I, I'm going to talk talk about a, a subject that, um, you know, Al, Al Snow talked about in the shoot. We also discussed on the air. Um, the King of the Ring 98 match. Uh, um, uh, what? Oh, the head and shoulders? Yeah. What did you think of the finish? Putting the head on top of the head and shoulders bottle. I thought it was brilliant. It's like that hardcore division stuff. It's just good. It's just fun watching shit like that. I mean, it was stupid, but it was kind of smart when you think about it. Oh, I, I want to know. I want to know who who came up with that finish because that was brilliant, brilliant writing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like Al said, he worked the match wrong, you know, and you know. But you're gonna have to. Uh, Go to rfvideo.com and get the Al Snow shoot interview to hear that story, as well as you can get the uh, the download of my show at blogtalkradio.com backslash rubberguardradio. Um, mm-hmm. Cheap plug, but yeah, that's uh, that's my my quote unquote career defining moment is I had Al Snow on my show. Um, mm-hmm. That was just just amazing. Al is just a, an amazing performer, amazing trainer. Um, just, you know, an amazing guy. I mean, I, I, I've talked to him on the phone a couple times, you know, just talking business and whatnot, and he's just a really humble dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always got time. Well, aside from his from his wrestling career, uh, I mean, I thought it, it showed a better side of him, like when they were doing the Tough Enough stuff. He saw right. some, some completely different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> What did you think of Tough Enough? I, I liked it. I thought it was it, I thought it was a great show. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, I guess people in WWE had a problem. I guess exposing the business, but shit, the business been exposed like that for how long? At that point, so many years. Come on, fifty, sixty, seventy years. It's always been exposed. It's just a matter of how much. And then yeah. the UFC picked up the ball and ran with it. So there you go. But uh, now that I am back in the house, let's go check out the board. I should have my guests on, or at least uh, someone trying to win a book. Okay. Once again, we are giving away a book. Matthew Rendazzo V. Ring of Hell. The call-in number is area code 347-215-7946. And the question is, who was the first person Jim Cornette ever managed and in what territory? Do you know the answer, Chris? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do too. <laughs> but it's it's still a good one. It's still a good one. Let's see. What I'm going to do is we are going to go actually uh, one of the uh, the newest releases from uh, from uh, our video is uh, what is it? Bell to Bell Volume 2 The Iron Sheik and Jamie Dundee. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, exactly. And that's quote unquote what Rob told me on the phone. He's all they just I saw the preview. You can't I, I didn't even look. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna just stay in the dark and wait for my D V D to show up. I, I don't wanna know anything about it. I just know that it's insane. And you know, that's what you get for you know, when you get Jamie Dundee or the Iron Sheik and you put those two goofs in the room. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Okay, we're waiting for WWE developmental talent, Mr. Brian Cage, to call in. Um, this will probably be Brian's final interview before he heads out to uh, Florida for uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. Which uh, I yeah, got that first season nice tough. I got that first season of Tough Enough on DVD. Did you get that? Third season. Third I've season. Seen them all, but uh, I didn't. Was it a was it a commercial release or no? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, I think they they only did the first season. Mm. I wish they'd have done all of them because I'd like to watch those again. Yeah, that that was just fun. I mean, it was just. You know, a bunch of different personalities, and... And they had a bunch of people that didn't even make the show. They still they still made it to, to WWE or TNA. They have, um... In this first one, they have a... Like, ODB made it for, to, the, like, the Final 25 or some shit like that. And they have an interview with her on there. That's interesting, to say the least. Melina was on there. I know she tried out. All righty. We have a caller. Chad from Crime Time uh, tried out, too. All righty. Caller from the 775 area code. Whom am I speaking with? This is actually Brian Cage. Hey, Brian. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, I was uh, waiting for uh, my girlfriend to get home because my cell phone is horribly out of minutes. And uh, she's running late, and so I got some else's. Phone, and here I am calling. It's all good, brother. Well, Mr. Couture, once again, thanks for calling in and covering my bottom. <laughs> no problem. Anytime you want, I just uh, give me a ring. Cool. Thanks, brother. Take care. Oh, all right. All right. That was F4WOnline.com backslash uh, or uh, slash wrestle, WrestlingObserver.com's uh, Couture. He uh, archives the Wrestling Observers online, so... Uh, He's a one hell of a man. Well, Brian, are How's you ready going? for uh, Are you ready for Florida? Uh, I believe so. When are you heading out? Uh, you know what? I don't have a an official date. I know I told him tentatively. Uh, tentatively, I'd like to stay through uh, July because of uh, the PCW show at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And well, um, uh, other than that, I don't know. I will. Uh, Looks like I won't be seeing you tomorrow night. 
No, so, no, uh, no, you won't. But uh, I will be seeing you on the 20th up in Sacramento for Supreme Pro. Um, I'm coming up to uh, see some friends. Um, Where were you last Sunday, man? Can't make them. You know, I, oh, I can only, can only make a certain number of shows. I, I can only make a certain number of shows, and, you know, that's part of being a family man. So, oh, I understand. Um, but, you know, that, that weekend is a very, very big weekend for my sponsor and myself. But, um, yeah, that's all, all I can say. Um, I, can, I can let you in on the secret another time, but I'm not quite allowed to announce things yet. But uh, right, it's uh. a very important weekend as far as we're concerned. Um, so tell me, how, how did they contact you? Um, as far as, you know, offering you a deal? Uh, well, I actually uh, have gotten booked for the three shows um, that they made in California, like Central Northern California, Fresno, San Jose, Oakland, um, a couple of months in advance. And um, uh, just when it's going to go down there to try to, you know, make a good impression and mingle and hopefully be like kind of a, a go-to guy whenever they were in in, uh, in the state. And... Um, I rolled around a little bit, and they liked me and put me in the dark match, and uh, I guess the base was based off of that. Got myself a contract. Well, you know, brother, to be honest, um, your you know your your work speaks for itself. Okay, you can go. There's there's no question. You can go. You you got your shit down. Thank um, you, thank you. I know there's been some um, haters on that, but well, you know the the it wasn't the work that impressed me. You know, when I first saw you, it was your look. You, mm-hmm. you you looked like a professional wrestler, not a guy that that goes out every other weekend and plays a wrestler. You, mm-hmm. you you had a good tan. Your body was built. A really good look, and and the way you came off. And you know, even when we were talking talking in the back, um, you know, you were you know you were really professional. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm not just putting you over because you're on the show. I'm just being being honest. And you know, it's it's good to see that that they're not just looking at the the worker. They're also looking at character, you know, which I, I think now is more important than anything else, considering, you know, all the troubles that their talent's been in recently. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they from drunk driving to, you know, other stuff, and it's just uh, – plus, brother, you're, you know, you're NorCal. You know, that's another one for the good guys. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was really stoked about that, so – all right. Well, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh, we we may have touched on this the last time you were you were here, but uh, who who broke you in and what company? Uh well, uh, originally, um, I guess I would go to uh, MPT through PCW. Cool, Mr. Primetime. Um, if if uh, MPT is listening, brother, I am sorry. I was supposed to have MPT on the second hour. Uh, this past Tuesday, but my dumbass forgot to give him the phone number. Oh, there you go, huh? <laughs> but uh, we're definitely gonna have to have MPT on before the uh, before the uh, is it July twenty sixth show? Yeah, July twenty sixth should be a big one. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to miss that one. Um, I'm gonna be in San Jose at the AAA house show, so. Oh. They kind of take a little precedence. I haven't seen Triple A since '94, so. Well, that's a little closer to you, huh? 
Well, no, it it no, it's triple A. So <laughs> it doesn't matter how far it is, it, it's triple A. And but uh yeah, so you 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 went in, you you worked some darks, you uh you you rolled around a little bit before the cameras were on. Um how long did it take for them to actually offer you the deal? Uh well, it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh program if you will, and uh I didn't get the get offered the deal until Monday night, like right before Raw, or like right as Raw came on. Tremendous. That's pretty cool. Well, all right, let's um, let's break it down. Uh, how many um, Northern California guys have, have gotten deals? Okay, let's... Have gotten deals? There's, yeah, there's you, there's uh, Crash Holly, there's uh, Vic Grimes. Yeah. That's three. There's Kafu. Anybody else that, uh... Yep, Kafu. Kafu, um... Uh, uh, John Morrison, who's up enough. Yeah, he's from Davis. That's right. Hey, he's up in Springfield. Right. Um... I think there's somebody else. Hmm. Uh... Is there somebody else to like APW? No, I don't... I don't think um, so. Oh, well, 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 Spike... Yeah, there you go, Spike. That's right, Spike. And well, then then you have to count Modest and hmm. Daniels and. But uh, what what do you think of uh, Michael Modest as a worker? Have you ever seen any of his work? Yeah, well, you asked me this last time, and uh, yeah, um, I I couldn't really give the answer because I've 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 seen like briefly like um, part of a match like in Japan like when I was backstage at APW, but. That's uh, I haven't really seen much at all of, uh, of his stuff. I mean, I know he has no of them and whatnot, but I've never really seen much of it. Well, we'll we'll see what we can do about uh, changing that. So <laughs> you never know what will happen up there in Sacramento. Oh, true. That's all I gotta say. You never know what's gonna happen up there on the twentieth in Sacramento. That's uh, but, is that going to be a surprise there? Is that you trying to leak <laughs> a little bit? Kinda, kinda, but. That that's something different, but God, you know, it's it. I have this big secret, and I just really just gotta spit it out and yell to the world, but I I just can't announce it until next week, and it it just really sucks, you know, because I'm like, ah, I gotta get it out. But so um, let's let's talk about the time that you spent down in uh in Georgia. Um, how long were you down there? Uh, altogether, um. I think I was down for about eight and a half months, but I was only in deep south for about five or so. Because mm. I've only seen one TV match. What, from, that, match from deep south? TV. Um, let's see. Let me go to my match listings here and find it. <clears throat> I don't remember. It was, uh, shit, I Probably think it was in Kofi? January. My memory is horrible. I'm uh, no, I, I was only on TV a few times, and most of all the times I had dark matches. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. For uh, those that are listening live, we are still having our contest, 347-215-7946. Call in, please. If you can answer this question, I will take care of you. Who is the first person Jim Cornette ever managed, and in what territory? 
Call in. We have gifts for you. Call in. Okay. So um, they they didn't really give you um, a date for you to show up or. Uh, over to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. They said they wanted it as soon as possible, and I I just went um, um, just recently. So it goes through all the previous you know physicals and drug tests and blood work and all that jazz. So I think that kind of goes into it until they get all the full results before they uh, give me a date. But I I, I told them amongst um, the night of offering the contract that I wanted to stay through July. So tentatively I was assuming August, but we'll see how it goes. Cool. Um, did you find a place out there and you know uh, ready to go or? Or do uh, they you have know dorms what? or anything? Uh, I know they have um, uh, a couple of different uh, apartments and whatnot. Some of the boys were staying at. It's kind of how they did in Deep South, too. And they wanted to take me out there for a week to try to set me up, but uh, that just kind of didn't happen. But um, I've looked at a couple of places, and I've actually had a, um, an old friend of mine who actually lives out there in uh, Tampa. So worst comes the worst. I plan on just staying with him um, and finding a place like while staying with him just not to waste any more time before I leave because there's a lot of things I want to tie up and do before I take off. There you go. Now, now, wouldn't it make sense for Vince to to buy an apartment building that would be near the actual training center? Wouldn't, you know, and, you know, so wouldn't like, that make sense? Since they're trying to make that, you know, the one training facility, yeah, I mean, or like you said, you might some sort of little makeshift dorm room or something. That, that, that would be mm-hmm. pretty convenient and nice. You know, the boys would save you know a couple pennies, and you know um, you won't have to worry it, about you know, the it, whole moving. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, you get show up and be like, oh, awesome, here we go. Yeah, you know, as you know, for all intended purposes, brother, you're going off to college. Yeah, yeah basically. You know, I mean, really, <laughs> that's basically what it is, and, and you're being paid for it. You know, which is, uh, you know, you're you're being paid to pursue your dream. Exactly, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, hey. Any uh, any word on if they've got the TV up and running yet? I'm. Um, last I heard, they don't. But um, I, I don't know. I know they've been a constant uh, battle for them. Um, when I was talking to a couple of guys during um the shows I was at, I believe uh, it wasn't. It wasn't up yet, so I don't know what the progress with that is now. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they get that up and running, and because um, uh, there there are a couple guys down there right now. Uh, Off a junior, he's ready. Um, you know, they just brought up uh, Little Deviasi. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they've got some some guys down there that are you know ready, and um, it's it's. You know they're making cuts too, so you know they're they're letting people go from the main roster. They just let go of Trevor Murdoch today, which was a really shock. Yeah, they released Trevor wow. Murdoch. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is a little bit of a shocker. Yeah, off to Noah. Hmm. <sighs> He's going to Noah. That's that's a guarantee, and I can't wait for the Trevor Murdoch shoot interview because I want to hear about what happened backstage with uh, Caden Murdoch and Crying Time. That's going to be fun. Oh, when Crime Time got released? That yeah. You're talking about? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun stuff. But, yeah, I was I was shocked when I saw it. I was I was like, why? You know, he's got so much talent. and Yeah, and uh, you start pushing him with that singing angle and stuff. I thought that was hilarious. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I think he may have upset someone or, or said something wrong or, you know, pissed someone off, I think. You know, because there there hasn't been any word on why he was released, just that he was released. So mm-hmm. it may well, have I mean, been... No, he was there. released until he told me that, so I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, this was this was, you know, 5 o'clock. You know, I I found out at five. I was like, whoa, whoa, shocked. Um, so, do do you follow the current stuff? Do you do you watch Raw and SmackDown and oh yeah, and all the other oh, yeah, shows I'm, when I'm, you can? I'm I'm a pretty uh, I watch the product pretty uh pretty pretty religiously, if you will, uh, as much as I can. I don't get to watch cool. ECW that much because uh, I don't have Sci-Fi on my cable network anymore. But uh, every now and then, if I have free time, I'll I'll, I'll watch it on the website. I'm I'm still just a huge fan as I am. Uh, I love doing it, so I like to watch it. Cool. So, what what do you think of uh, of Lance Cade, and and what direction do you think they're going to go with him? Lance Cade, that's funny you bring him up. I, I don't know. I was just actually discussing that. My friend was asking me why he was with Jericho, and I was like, I don't know. He's because you know, just kind of kind of came out to that one time with Jericho to help him up on my. Who was he beating up? Oh, I can't remember, but um, I don't know, but. I'm shocked too that the uh, got rid of Murdoch. It seemed like everyone was pushing Murdoch more than they were Cade singles at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I've liked Lance Cade. I'm glad they kind of get through with Jericho to kind of help get him over. Um, hopefully, they can wow. get a good heel out of him because I mean, Raw's got tons of faces right now. Not True. too many heroes. So I think they're going to do the teacher and student with. Um, Cade and Michaels, because Michaels did train him. So yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, you know, and Michaels has got the got the the issue with Jericho. So I mean, that would make all the sense in the world. Um, it yeah. would make sense. It's it's a real story. You know, you can use real shit. You can dig deep into the Texas Wrestling Alliance footage. You know, the, from Michaels' promotion when they had the school. You know. I taught him, and now he's with Jericho. And you know, I mean, it just—it's a natural fit. And um, Michaels can elevate Cade, and it won't hurt Michaels because I mean, Michaels is ironclad. You know, there's yeah, yeah. nothing you can do to him. I mean, you can burn him, burn him to death, and he'll still get over and still be over. <laughs> All right. Jeez, I should be—I uh, should be writing for for New York. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, it, it just it makes you know sense, and it, it's simple. It's and it's not insulting people. Yeah. Um, well, because you did touch on that, right? When Kay was up on the monitor about being trained by Michael. So there you go. Uh, well, what, what do you think of a uh, of another young kid uh, catching a break? CM Punk. Oh my gosh! I haven't been surprised from wrestling like that in a long time. When that happened. I was I was already pretty sad for Kofi to be Intercontinental Champion. That was that was a little bit of a shocker, and I was excited about that. And then when Team Punk music came out, uh, hit and he came out and got the title, uh, that was awesome. Especially uh, you know we talking the whole uh, you know big man's world. I mean, Team Punk's the champion on the number one show right now. I mean, it's kind of putting him as more of like one of the number one guys. So I thought that was awesome. I I really liked Punk, and uh, that was like I said, it was it was a big shocker. And amongst all, that was. That was the best thing about it, just because, you know, I hate when wrestling, if it doesn't surprise you as much as it used to, or, you know, if you get smart enough to the business. So I didn't see that one coming, you know, from anywhere. So I was I was stoked when that happened. I mean, they, I said earlier on the show that, I mean, they completely broke Punk down. 
broke him completely down to a pile of shit, and now they're shining it up nice. And, you know, they're going to push him to the moon. And, you know, the kid deserves it, I'll tell you. You know, he put in his time, and, you know, he, he if anybody has paid their dues, it's CM Punk. And, that you know, that's that's the truth. You know, up and down the roads for, you know, pretty much no money in the fucking snow in Minneapolis and, and Minnesota and Chicago and, you know, up in that shit. He deserves every bit of it. Um, now, um, I know uh, you're going to end up crossing paths with him when you get to Florida eventually. Um, I am digging on the matchup. Uh, you and Colt Cabana. Um, what, what are your feelings on Colt, you know, as a worker? Oh, I, I love Colt Cabana, man. He has a lot of uh, interesting and funny stuff. Uh, uh, I think he's got a different, unique style. Um I'm I'm a little disappointed because uh, Cabana was was one of the guys that I think could have just leapfrogged developmental and went right in because I honestly felt that he was ready. You know, he's done his time. You know, he did his time in the Indies and ROH and, and you know in Europe and and all over. So I mean, he was finely tuned. I'm really surprised that that he just didn't leapfrog right in. Um, did that? Does anybody even get that to do that anymore? I, I don't know, as I was just asking, I don't, I don't think people really, I don't know who really gets to do that anymore. I mean, if you're like ready, it seems like you just want to put you there, kind of to harvest you a little bit, to still just, I don't know, like trying to try to make you their own, you know what I mean? And just, mm-hmm. just kind of, or, or even just assign you to have you in the company and then wait until a spot opens up to, to use you. I mean, even though you're ready, it could just jump right into the main roster. They didn't change Colt too much. You know, I, I followed him in, in in OVW, and, you know, they really didn't change it much. You know, it was still, you know, the wacky, goofy guy from Chicago, and it was, you know, the same thing. They really didn't change much of of him, and um, just, you know, it's just a matter of time. You know, I mean, that guy is just talented. And, um, you know, I'm itching to see uh, you you in the ring with him. I think it would uh, be a pretty good uh, – uh, Mix of styles. Um, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Do you think uh, you guys will be able to uh, get it on pretty well, or I, I, I think so. That and uh, I was actually thinking about just realizing too um, that we've used still down there. He's on ECW. Um, I, I would love to to get a chance to roll on with uh, Matt Seidel as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Seidel is just he's he's a freak, dude. Okay, and you know he's he's anomaly. There aren't many like him, and there won't be many others. He's, uh, you know, he's a little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah he was small. Than I thought he was too when I, when I met him, but he's he, really small. But he's he's gonna he's gonna get over like like Ray did when Ray first came in. You know, the little guy in, in the big man's world. But he's got the charisma. He's he's got the talent. You know, and I mean, I've seen Seidel, you know, in Indies and doing the thing in, in Dragon Gate. You know, if you can survive in the speed of Dragon Gate, you can survive anywhere in any company on this planet. Because that stuff is ungodly fast. It's oh, yeah. so fast-paced. It's, it's like human fucking pinball, and, and it wipes me out. I get blown up watching the matches. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like with, uh, the guys, did you see the past week's TNA when they had Team Japan on there? Yes. Uh, you know, and Doi, they're really good. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just how fast you move. I, I've seen them a few times, and other guys too over in Dragon Gate. Yeah, They're like doing the hundred yard dash back and forth across the road, man. It's insane. It's it's nuts. And uh, was it? It's yeah, it's Yoshino that they they say is the fastest guy that that ever crosses the ropes. Yeah, and yeah. I believe it. It's. It, uh, I mean, it's worse than a tennis match. You know, left, right, left. <laughs> yeah, just doing pass flies with that guy, man, he could blow you up. So. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, have you ever been in the ring with Kafu? Um, I've never worked a match with him, but I've uh, I've been uh, like I've, I've trained with him a couple times, like just in training sessions, just over a couple of drills. So that's it. Yeah, you know, the reason I ask is I've been up until Fog City opened their doors, I've been out of the indie scene up here. Um, I just. There, there was after Iron closed, and and there was just a dead period, and I was just like, there's nothing going on, and, you know. And then Fog City popped up, and now there are so many companies here. Um, it's amazing. Um, has it surprised you of, you know, how how much our scene has has grown? Um, I don't know about surprised. Um, because I mean, it's it's been pretty uh. I think there's quite a quite a handful of, of, of really talented people here, and I've been kind of just waiting for it to to kind of pick up. Um, I mean, definitely though, like compared to how it was, say before I left to Georgia, and then when I came back to Georgia, oh yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's you know about twice as many companies, and like double the crowd size of few the um, few of the companies that are running, and uh, it's it's a much better better place to work in than what it was. Now, I didn't get a chance to uh, to see the lineup for Supreme Pro Wrestling Show on uh, July 20th. Um, who are you booked with? Um, after uh, I, I worked at Adam at this last um, show just this past Sunday, and uh, afterwards, uh, Samurai came out and basically issued a challenge. So it looks like it's going to be me and Samurai on uh, July 20th. Oh, that should be fun. Jeff, Jeff's a good guy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never gotten to work with Sam. I've always found him very entertaining, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, um, I know you've gotten in the ring with um, one of my favorites, Oliver John. Um, when when will WWE offer Oliver a developmental deal? If anyone you know else out there is ready. I, I, I always wonder that because I know he's, you know, he's gotten to work for him you know, more on one occasion. And I was just wondering why he didn't, because he, he's fantastic. I mean, he's got the look and the size. And a rumor has it, I heard from somebody that somebody actually gave him a call. And I don't know, I don't know what, like who called him or what it was about or what that was pertaining to or what. I just somebody just said that. Uh, oh, I think we might have gave uh, Oliver a call. So I mean, take that as you will. I don't know. That's all the information we got of it. But uh, I would love to see him there because he more than deserves it.
you know, getting a call or just, just in your, your professional opinion. Uh, you're, it, it's breaking up real bad there. I don't know, I don't know why. My reception's pretty good, but can you hear me all right? Yeah, it's me. Yeah. All right, there we go. It got a little better. Well, you're basically asking, do I see anybody else besides Oliver that uh, is deserving of a call? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that that you think, that you personally think is ready for a call. Oh, man. Um, I, I I think there's quite a few that, that uh, could be ready. Um, I, I think there's there's quite a few that are ready to just have, like, um, plus or minuses about them. Like, I think first person just pops in my head, Virgil. I think Virgil is fantastic. And I think he'd be more than ready, you know, ability ring-wise. Um, I just don't know his size-wise what the, you know, how they do about that. I mean, it's not like they don't have small guys on the roster, but, you know, they always look down upon that. But I think I think Virgil's uh, phenomenal already. Um, yeah, he's a talented flyer. And, you know, he can he can really do his thing. For, you know, that's Virgil Flynn, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, that guy's just off the chart, you know. He's he's amazing. Um, yeah, see. he's a super athlete, man. Super, and he and he's yeah. so physical, and he sells everything real well. And I mean, he just like like when, when I see his matches, like, it's it just even even with the size, you know, there it, it, to me they're easy just to believe and enjoy. So um, I know I know he's been out to the Holly Race camp quite a few times and whatnot, and he's been told by like by Nova that you know he, if he was ten or twenty pounds heavier, he'd sound him right there on the spot and. I don't know. It, it's unfortunate. I, I hope uh, he'll pack on some pounds or they'll just finally see past that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of hoping that they, they bring back the cruiserweight division. Yeah, um, I, I, I hate that. I mean, really... if you look at it, like PMA and WCW, like, well, you know, part of the part of the things that really got them popular in ECW and stuff to try to compete with WWE was their, you know, the smaller guy, cruiserweight, X division, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just seems like Vince doesn't get that, mm-hmm. or whoever. Like, like he never that's, just. That's what made Nitro work. Yeah, exactly. That's what made Nitro work. You had your, you know, you had your big main eventers on top. You had your cruiserweights, your tag teams, you know, and it was a bunch of everything for everybody. And now, you know, I don't want to bury the company that you're, you know, you just signed on with, but you know, it, it's pretty much the same stuff, you know, and. Since they've they've ditched the cruiserweight title, you know they don't even have you know something for the smaller guys to go for now, and um, yeah, you know, it's kind of a shame. But you know well, I mean, things may change. I, I, I like the way they're still trying to use you know some of them stuff. Like I love Jim Yang and Shannon Warren the, as the tag team, and uh, um, I, I, I love watching Jamie Noble. I mean, he doesn't really get to do a whole lot, but everything does. I I really like him as a worker, and I think you know. As entertainer and stuff, I think he's in character is spot on. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they dropped it. I mean, because it seems like they go back and forth. Like they'll start to push it and give it some matches, and then it'll be really great. And all of a sudden, they'll start to just kind of die down. And they won't really do anything with it, and then you know, just roller coaster up and down. And then after Hornswoggle won it, it just kind of seems like their scapegoat to get rid of it. And, uh, I, and it's, I, not, I, it's not like I, they have I, a lack of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Kendrick London, Yang, Noble. Um, Seidel, Kofi, and that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, and he's got more, and Helms should hopefully be coming more back. Helms. So, yeah. Um, so, you you brought up you brought up Sugar Shane. Um, wh- what do you think of uh, Sugar Shane? Oh, I love I love, I love Hurricane Man. I, 
uh, he, to me, um, he's like the, the 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 cruiserweight version of uh, of Canyon, so to speak. Just because um, I'm a big fan of Canyon, obviously, you know, we talked about that before, and he's such an innovator, and has a bunch of cool offensive moves, and that's that's something that really stands out to me. And and uh, Elms, there's, there's a lot of innovative, cool moves, and uh, I mean, all of his matches are always entertaining to me. And like I thought, he finally speaking of the cruiser division, helped get that title and that division back over when he was champion for so long um, before he lost it and went out. Uh, so I'm, I, I was really hoping uh, the be still pushing when he comes back. Maybe that helped bring back that title. Well, yeah, he was he was phenomenal. And I watched I watched Helms from the beginning, from Omega to WCW, you know, on to WWE, and he's just a brilliant worker. And he is just so fun to watch. And, you know, the thing is, that, that whole hurricane gimmick was supposed to be a joke. And he made it work. That oh, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't he, like, one of, like, the top, like, merchandise sellers, too? Like, didn't have a pretty, yeah. good, uh, pretty good role with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made some pretty good money. Which was uh, kind of, you know, kind of amazing, considering, you know, it was pretty much a rib on him. But I, you never I, know I, in I, this I, business. I, I love the. I mean, he still got over and it was just as good, you know, when he just did the the Shane Helms. But uh, I was just kind of hoping that maybe to go back to the Hurricane just because I really like the gimmick. I'm a big comic book, uh, you know, geek myself, so I just thought, you know, wrestling and, and comic books just be my favorite thing. So to combine those two was was just awesome. And all the all the superhero and training segments with uh, with Rosie and stuff were hilarious, and it was good. Yeah, that stuff is brilliant. You know, it's. I don't know what's well, – okay, you, you watch the shows regularly. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's pick it apart. Um, what, what do you feel is, is, is as far as not, – not being one of the boys, but as far as being a fan, what do you feel is missing from, from the TVs? And then I'll give you um, my answer after. Well, I guess just uh, – well, I, I was going to say – Maybe some more matches, but uh, this last Monday was pretty much, you know, Mike Work Monday, and uh, with all the new talent coming in. But I actually, I was really entertained and really liked this past uh, past week's Raw. But um, uh, I, I would I would say a little more, uh, just a little more ring time. Um, I mean, people get to complain about the the storylines or this or that. I mean, no one's ever going to be happy, and I usually just I'm a pretty big fan. I just almost accept just about everything, and uh, I mean, and I, and I still maintain a, a, an interest in it all, so I mean, I think there's just some more uh, solid ring time, uh, you know, during during the TV shows. Um, Stretch a five-minute match to ten, kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You know, or just some, some more, more like... Story in the ring, yeah, I think. Exactly, just, just some more, more com- competition rather than one-sidedness, you know? I mean, they'll have mm-hmm. a couple, they'll be awesome, but then maybe just a couple, a few shorter ones, and... You know, I, I just sometimes, I know they got to get over the, the storyline and, you know, the characters and, you know, the guys that are, you know, already over top stars. But I think, uh, I mean, sometimes that's what makes, you know, ECW or, or, or SmackDown better than Awesome Weeks because, to me anyway, just because they won't have as much Michael Kerr storyline, but they'll have a few, like, really good, solid, you know, matches or longer match times. And to me as a wrestling fan, that's just, you know, it just strikes me, strikes me more. I, I have to agree, um, you know. And as far as I, I, 
I personally feel that this is now anybody listening, these are my opinions, not Brian's. Let me stress that. My opinions, not Brian's. Um, I think that um, the promos and whatnot are too much is written for people, and it's not spontaneous. Guys aren't really feeling it. And maybe that's that's where that's where the business is now, but you know this business does go in cycles, so i'm I'm hoping that you know it'll change to the next you know it, it'll evolve again and get away from that type of writing um you know I mean, I grew up with some of the best promo men in the world, you know Ray Stevens, Pat Patterson. Uh, Rocky Maivia, uh, Rocky Johnson, you know, I mean, all these guys out here in San Francisco where they packed the Cow Palace with their mouths, and that, I think, was missing, and that's what, that's what made Austin money, that's what made Austin, Austin just turned himself up, and, you know, he really didn't have many writers, most of the stuff was his. But that's just me. I'm on my soapbox. I'm, you know, I'm a bitter 35-year-old man <laughs> who misses the old days. But you know, things will, things will turn around, and you know, things will, things will get different. Um, now, uh, I'll say one being, thing. I, I was gonna say one thing that I, I do miss, and uh, um, I don't know if he just doesn't want to do anymore or what. But uh, I was really a big fan of seeing him when he was heel, and he do all of his freestyle promos. I, I, I love those. I thought those were those were hilarious. And um, I know he still comes up, you know, kind of the rap gimmick, but he's, he kind of doesn't, you know, do anything about that anymore. And especially, you know, how the fans are kind of coming back and forth, and for a while they were booing him. I keep wanting him to go heel, so he can hopefully bring back those those style promos, just because they were awesome. Yeah, that stuff was fun. You know, they were really fun. It was. And oh, oh, speaking of, of of promo too, what do you uh, what do you think of Santino Morella? He's like one of my favorite things to watch on Raw. Oh wow, Santino, Santino! You know he's fun, and the. I think he would be a better manager. What, what do you think? No, I, I like. I mean, I feel bad for him because because I like him so much. He never wins, but I think that's almost kind of like funny into the character that he's a wrestler. He puts himself over so much, and he won the Intercontinental Title on his first night, but like he never gets the chance to win. You know, I, I, I to me it, it cracks me up, and I know eventually I think they're gonna go somewhere else with him, but uh, like you're talking about Mike work, I mean, it seems like most of his stuff would just come off his hip and how he just, you know, uses his accent to say different stuff or, you know, files up people's names or switches what it's, oh, it's hilarious. Like like with his segment with Austin, all of his Austin stuff, leading up to Austin coming was, was some of the best stuff I've seen in a while as far as uh, storyline Mike work going. Yeah. All that stuff was brilliant. And, you know, Santino, he's, he's got, as far as being on the stick, he's got you know, more talent than half the roster, but you know the 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 thing is though he can't really um you know pull his weight in the ring. So that that's what I was thinking. Maybe even how how's this for a twist? Make him a general manager. Well, that's kind of uh, I get kind of like an Amar uh Armada Strada feel to that Armando Strada feel to him being a, a general manager. And and I knew I thought it was a wrestler the whole time too. I'm glad they finally turned him into a a wrestler just because um, I wanted to see his work. And I'm any freaking Jack man, I couldn't believe it. But, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, 
But especially since he's already been established as a wrestler, I, I hate when they go from wrestler to general manager. It's just that, like like I was so glad that Regal was uh was getting you know back in the in the ring rather than just being general manager. Well, let's um let's discuss uh who who entertains you on a weekly basis uh, as far as uh, the WWE product. What guys you see the graphic pop up and their faces on it, you you pop and and you're like, all right, this is going to be fun. Um, who who do you enjoy watching? Um, well, my my number one guy is, is Shawn Michaels. Has been since I was a kid. Um, anything with him, always a winner. Uh, let's see, uh, Kofi. I really like Kofi. Um, uh, I like Elijah Burke, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Morrison. Um, Mention Noble. Uh, anything with with Wing and Moore is usually a really good solid tag match. Um, you know what? You, you know what the the common thread here, Brian? Hmm. Other than Noble, they're all under thirty years old. Oh yeah. Oh, and Michael is obviously. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Other than Michaels, Michaels and Noble, but everybody else that you mentioned, Burke, they're all young kids. Well, she I mean, he's not even thirty. I, I like, you know, I mean, like, I'm not saying that that's I'm entertained by, you know, Triple H and Edge and Jericho. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Jericho, actually, is one of my other ones I'm really into. I'm glad he's back. But I I, I like to, to watch a lot of the, the mid-card guys. Or that's even why I try to watch ECW when they get some, you know, newer guys in there. Just because it's fun to see new faces and new things. And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know if you just feel like if, uh, you know, they're, they're easy to put more... Uh, Warranted to try to get noticed, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually I like a lot of that. I I, I, I got to give it to Vince. I mean, they're putting the young kids out there. You know, they're 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 you know they're it's a youth movement, and that's what well, that's mean. what they're going to do with ECW now. Yeah, there you go. That, that's why ECW can pretty much lost at everybody from from the draft. And uh, mm-hmm. Teddy Long, what I was just reading about that, how he issued uh get new faces out there, or whatever. So I mean, which is perfect because that's the you know. The, the lower, I guess, of the three brand shows, and it has room for to put new people in there. So, the, and since it's such a small roster, it's easy to to stick out. You know, you'd be a big fish in a small pond. Whereas if you if you're you know brand new and you go straight to Raw, I mean, look how much harder it's going to be to try to get recognized. It's true. It's very true. Alrighty. Well, we've got about five minutes to go. Um, we're going to cut out a few minutes early. Um, so, are you still taking bookings, or? Um, as of, I have, I have two more weekends of uh, of bookings, and uh, I haven't taken any more than that. Like I said, because I'm assuming that uh, I should be getting notified probably about when I'd be going over there. Um, um, hopefully, within the beginning of next week, that's when everything will have gone through as far as the paperwork and drug tests and all that jazz. So, um, hopefully, I'll find something more informative on then, but. Uh, I don't. I haven't taken any more past uh, July 26th and 27th, just because I don't know, you know, my my whereabouts. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, if, um, if I'm if you told me not to come till September, then I mean, I'd be more than happy to take more bookings. But as of right now, the July is the the, the end of me so far. Tremendous. So, um, if fans want to contact you or 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 uh, promoters, even you know, because you never know when you're going to go. Uh, how could they go about contacting you? Uh, best way is using my MySpace account, which is you know MySpace.com. 
backslash Noah's Ark 8. There it is. All right. Well, we've uh, we put in a good amount of uh, ring time with the newest WWE developmental talent, Mr. Brian Cage. Brian, it was my pleasure having you on again. Um, oh, yeah. So, sorry about will, the late uh, phone call. Oh, don't worry about it. It's just, you know, first off, you know, uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, who was supposed to be on in the first hour, he had a prior commitment that, that came up. So, uh, you know, we did uh, pretty much the show on the fly. So, but that's all good, go. man. I got, I got friends that come through for me. Um, if I don't speak to you, I will definitely see you on the 20th in Sacramento. All right, looking forward to it, and, and uh, see what that surprise is you're talking about. All right, brother. It's uh, it's good to hear from you again, and uh, take it easy, and uh, make sure to bring your sunscreen when you leave. All right, man. All right. All right, brother. Thanks, Brian. All right. All right, we'll see you then. All right, bro. Bye. Okay, that was the newest WWE developmental talent, Mr. Brian Cage. Uh, he, like he said, he's preparing to get ready to move to sunny Florida. Wow, uh, unbelievable! We survived another another show, guys. Let's uh, run down the lineups for the next couple shows. Um, Tuesday, July tenth, in the first hour, we will have uh, Max Payne, who um, you know he's been all over. Uh, broke in New Japan, uh, worked to Europe, WCW, WWF, a whole bunch of other stuff. And in the second hour, we will have the NWEs. Ring announcer Marcus Mack, who is my partner. He's uh, from the from the Yay area. He um, he was uh, lucky enough to ring announce the Ultimate Warriors comeback match and uh, RVD's matches and all those other guys over there in Europe, uh, Keish and all those boys. So he'll be on then. Um, and Thursday, July 10th, in the first hour, we will have uh, from Between the Ropes and the. Drunk, uh, drunk and Disorderly, or The New Heavenly Bodies, Mr. Vito DiNucci. And in the second hour, we will have San Francisco Bay Area superfan Germs. Um, that's all I can say is Germs is Germs. Um, also, coming up in the next few weeks, we'll have New Japan Pro Wrestling's own Machine Gun Carl Anderson, ECW Original Balls Mahoney. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, I can't remember. But, uh, now, once again, check out the sponsors, FogCityWrestling.com. Fog City will have a big announcement August 1st. I'm not quite sure what it is, but you know, keep checking out on the website, and you'll get all the news for Fog City. And then you can go to our other sponsor, WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, wrestling DVDs, Lucha DVDs, uh, Japanese DVDs, Best of DVDs, T-shirts, WWE swag, uh, Lucha masks. Um, I, su- I suggest checking out... SoCal Pro Wrestling. Um, they're based out of San Diego, and you need to check out each and every show from this this year. 2008 has been amazing. Uh, SoCal Crazy has been on a roll. Uh, Ricky Ricky Mandel, the story is awesome. Um, you know the underdog, and he finally wins, and you know he's on a winning streak now of all things. Um, also, uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion and friend of the show Adam Pierce has been tearing shit up in a SoCal Pro Rings. Uh, 2008, and uh, I strongly suggest checking that stuff out because um, Adam's, my personal opinion is Adam's work in uh, SoCal Pro is drastically different than his work in ROH, but that's just me. Um, You could uh, check us out at rubberguardradio.com for the first 33 episodes archived 
And for pretty much every show after, that would be blogtalkradio.com backslash rubberguardradio. You can hit us on MySpace. If you're in the business, you know, worker, referee, promoter, owner, ring announcer, uh, ring crew guy, super fan even, uh, you can hit us on myspace.com backslash radio, Or you can email me personally, K-I-D-Z-O-M-B-I-E. And what we're going to do is we're going to head on out with a little bit of Gangsta Beats, and I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>